You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Is this person an actual doctor or is that like a screen name? <laughs> I hope it's like Dr. Wiley from Mega Man. Or Dr. Willie. If you're, <laughs> Dr. Willie. <laughs> you spell it wrong. <laughs> Greetings, dudes. Welcome back to This Week in Gaming, the podcast. We talk to you about stuff that happened in gaming within the last seven days, I guess. I'm Proxy. Uh, I'm Big Chungus. Big Chungus. <laughs> Such a big bunyus. <laughs> oh, God. So Unfortunately, Morgan could not join us today. Yeah, she's not at work today. I'm so. sure she's here in spirit. Yeah. This might be an episode she actually listens to. So. Oh, weird. Because <laughs> she's not on it. So. Hi, we'll, Morgan. We'll have to make it real good. Um. <laughs> So, starting off as per usual, what have you been playing this week, Sarah? I think the only thing I have played this week is um, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, because uh, I went through that phase of, like, I got a new 2DS, and I got Animal Crossing, well, I had Animal Crossing, but I got Animal Crossing, and I played it obsessively for months, and then I just su- suddenly dropped it, and I'm trying to not do that, so I don't have yet another thing that I don't use collecting dust in my house. So I've been trying really hard to play at least every day and at least like get my fossils, get my joke from what's his face in the club and buy things from the stores that might go away tomorrow. It's been a struggle, but I'm trying to get back into it. But I think that's the only thing I've been playing. I I wanted to, I found this girl on YouTube who makes these really amazing Sims 4 like house videos like she just develops and designs these beautiful houses that are amazing and it's things that i never would have thought of so i was like i should play the sims this week and make some really cool stuff now that i'm inspired by this random person on the internet and i never got fucking around to it because them's the breaks when your computer is in your living room which is where people are (laughs) yeah i guess that's it for me oh man um Jeez. So I think a little bit last weekend, I played some more Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm. That was neat. I still don't know if it's something that I'm going to pay money for going forward, but... Yeah. Did you get like a free month or something? Uh, it's like free trial version. I forget exactly what the stipulations are because they were ridiculous. It's like free... If you're under level 35, you get a whole lot of restrictions. You can't ah. buy anything. You can't um, play the game. <laughs> just about. It's like you can play the game, but it's going to be a very aggressive single-player experience, uh. which I'm fine with. Um, then after our podcast last week, I played Graphics Card Updater. Yeah. Um, which I got done installing the new graphics card, and I was like, oh, what can I use to test it now? And then I realized I don't have any games that are highly demanding of my graphics card. Yeah. I actually launched ESO for the first time in forever to see what it looked like maxed out. Mm-hmm. It didn't look much different. I then no. uninstalled it. It's a Bethesda game. Um, so that freed up a whole lot of space on the hard drive. Yes. And then I was like, yo, you know what? I could try Destiny 2. So I reloaded Destiny 2. It looks fucking beautiful. I can see what my gun looks like. And there's textures on things. <laughs> could you not before? No, my gun was oh. just kind of a blur thing. Oh, no. Um, but now it looks so good. And so I was like, but I forget what I was doing. 
So I'm going to make a new character. So I made a new character, a punchy boy, a Titan. Great. Uh, because I've never played a Titan before because everyone's like, Titans are the garbage class. And I'm yeah. like, ha, me too, though. So <laughs> as much as I wanted to make a warlock, I was like, I'm going to make a Titan. I'm going to give this a go from the beginning. And then I remembered how painful the beginning of Destiny 2 is. Yeah. And I've been dabbling in it here and there just because it looks really good now. Yeah. But meh, I haven't played too much Destiny 2. I think my character is only like level 2 right now. Great. So I've played maybe an hour. I played through Portal 1 again today. I saw that you were active on that on Discord. and I was Because like, I realized... That should just be your default I state. I haven't been through Portal entirely on steam yet i bought it on steam yeah but i've been through it a hundred times over on the ps3 yeah not once on steam weird so i wanted to go through the whole thing on steam so that i could um get the developer commentary because i haven't played through it with dev commentary yet Mm -hmm. i played through portal 2 with dev commentary and it was mighty good so i really want to get portal 1 and run through it again i might do that later on tonight or tomorrow and just uh put the dev commentary on and listen to it go Sick. I've been watching a lot of sad videos about Valve lately because like <laughs> Nakey Jakey did one. And apparently, I don't know if you're familiar with Nakey Jakey. He sits on an exercise ball. I'm not. You could have um, told it to you. You could have said that it was our friend Jake. And I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, he, he makes really funny, weird, good, meme worthy videos. Mm-hmm. It's he's a strange balance between them. And he did one about um, Valve being one of like those the big game companies that innovates and you've never been disappointed with a game that came out of them yeah so they're like right up there with like naughty dog and mm-hmm. a few other companies and he's like but then they stopped making games because now they have steam he's like and it just it feels like one of my camp counselors died like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had so much fun together yeah. and now nothing nothing new is coming out of them and so i was like oh man i i own all of valve's games i think if not most of valve's games so like man I just, I want to play some Portal. So I did. And I'm impressed because I upped the graphics on that to maximum of what I can handle. Yeah. Or what it has Which available. for Portal, it's such an old game. It shouldn't it be is. that bad. Portal is now almost 12 years old. Wow. And holy crap, it still looks so good. Mm-hmm. Because it's very simple. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot to it, so it doesn't need to process a lot. But Valve has always been good about being like, yeah, this is a video game from 2009, we'll say. But it's going to look good no matter how far into the future we go because we made it really simple. Yeah. Like, they've, they've always been good about that. Like, even, even Half-Life 2 yeah. had actual facial animations for when people were talking. Yeah. Which, and, like, the way that the eyes move and everything about it was years, years and years ahead of, like, Bethesda still can't seem to do that. No. And, no. I mean, not to not to compare apples and oranges here, but. Not to compare uh, food and garbage. But. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to compare apples and packing peanuts, but. <laughs> Snacky. Um, yeah, so I played through Portal. How different is it on PC versus PS3, which is what you're probably more used to? I am so much slower on PC. <laughs> I had to, I thought I was going to have to adjust the DPI on my mouse so it would move quicker. Yeah. I had to adjust it in game. Because otherwise I get out of the game and my mouse is all over the place. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on? <laughs> it's yeah, like you, you try to click on like Firefox and it's like zoop off like in I, another fucking dimension. Like I accidentally dropped the flubber. It's like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah, I had to adjust the mouse sensitivity in game. I tried messing around with some of the um the portal speedrun that was done on GDQ mm-hmm. was a 15 minute race. Yeah. And 
it was they were explaining that apparently if you're moving forward in portal and bunny hopping the engine has a means of slow it'll slow you down if you start going too fast it doesn't do that if you're going backwards yeah so you can turn around and jump bunny hop backwards and just keep gaining speed yeah but you have to know where you're going and what you're doing. That and I was, was like, I'm not speed running the game. I'm just yeah, that dicking was with it. The tensest like 15 minutes. It was incredible. Well, roughly, it was like 12, really. But yeah, it was because I was like, how how do they know? I mean, they know of course what they're doing because they do it for like a thousand times a day, every day for months, maybe even years. But it's like I'm so impressed every time I watch someone do a speed run like that, where they basically break the game to get through it. But I'm always so impressed because it's like, you can't believe you remember this shit. Yeah. I'm hoping that could be me someday. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do with my life. Yeah. So I wanted to work on completing Portal full through as quickly as possible. Not glitching it, not speed running it. Just, just, just do it. I just want to try and get it condensed down so that I'm not sitting there going, wait, what did I do here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I intend to run through all of the first portal for extra life, and I'd like to keep that condensed to whatever right. block Especially I can. Especially if you could be like, I know it's going to take me 45 minutes. I'll give myself an hour. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. God, I wish I could do it in that, 45. Yeah, that seems really crazy low now that I said it. <laughs> um, I've, I've spent a lot of time this last week looking up games on how long to beat.com so I could compile a list of things I want to do for extra life. Yeah. And I've been trying to keep it. I found out Portal apparently takes three hours to beat. Wow. If you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, that seems about how long it took me my first time. Yeah. Probably. But a, a lot of that is like listening to the dialogue and. Yeah. If you're standing around waiting for, for GLaDOS to like finish her fucking Sentences. monologues. <laughs> yeah. It can. I imagine it would take a little bit longer. Um, And then we also played Tales of Berseria this week. Yep. For the stream. So close to the end, I can taste it, but I'm like, I so don't want it to end yet. Yeah. I flipped my shit when we found out Jude and Mila were in it from Tales of Zillia. Which is they, awesome. they made some cameos. And I was like, oh, no, there need to be more cameos, though. <laughs> they reference the other characters, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I want to play Zillia. Maybe we'll play that next. I don't know. What platform is that on? PS3. Ah. Zillia, Zillia 2, um, Grace's F, Symphonia, Symphonia 2, and then Zisteria. Yeah. They have an Ia thing, as we discussed in the chat. Yeah, they do. Except for Grace's F. But, um, and Abyss. Yeah, I'm amazed. I'm kind of, like, legitimately surprised that they didn't go with, like, Tales of Gracia or something, just to keep it very consistent. Yeah. Because it eh. seems like almost all of them are Ia. Whatever. Whatever their thing is. Um, I'm trying to think if I actually played anything else this week. I know I dabbled in a few things. Like, I loaded up and did a benchmark test on Rainbow Six Siege, mm -hmm. because that game is incredibly demanding. And I was like, I wonder what I can get on my new GPU. Yeah. And I put it at like mid-high settings and I'm rocking about 154 FPS. Wow. At its highest. But it's balancing right around 60, which is good because that's where I need to be at. Right. Or your, where I'd like to be at. Your eyes can only see so good. They, they can. But also my monitor's refresh rate's only 60 hertz. So like yeah. anything above 60 FPS, I can't le actually see. Yeah. It's just pointless to... You said something about you uh, didn't connect the fans oh yeah no so it's it's not that i didn't connect the fans it's that when i redid when morgan gave me her old red um led fans yeah i popped those in the front of the system and this fans that were in the front of the system i moved to ones in the back for exhaust and one i moved to the top for exhaust because where i initially had the gpu placed was lower yeah and it didn't have room to mount a fan on the side of the case or in the side of the case like it was intended yeah so 
I didn't install one there. But then when I changed everything over and I did some rearranging and cable management, I moved the GPU up a slot so there was now room to put a fan there and I didn't put one there. The problem being on the bottom of my case is the power supply that blows its hot air exhaust up. And then right above it is the GPU, which blows its exhaust down. Oh, no. Okay. So they're just blowing into each other. <laughs> and in between the two on the side of the case is a vent spot that you could mount a fan to pull that air out and exhaust it. Right. And I didn't have anything there. Ah, okay. So. I thought, so you just made a nice little hot pocket of air. Pretty much. And like, it's pulling bit. in from the front. So it's like, it's getting some in there, but not as much. And I hear the fan on the top, just like whirring away, trying to pull it up. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to switch that. So I got home and I, I pulled it apart and it took me like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. To just unbolt it from the top, move it to the side of the case, plug it back in, realize I put it in backwards, flip it around <laughs> and then put it back together again. And now it's been so much quieter because now when the fan kicks on, it's actually exhausting heat. Right. It's not trying to do it that it can't. And I I feel the dumb because all my issues whenever I build something now has it's been fans. it's been fan related. Yeah. So that's just, my my rant for the day. <laughs> it's just your your thing. Something is going to go wrong, whether it's your fault or whether it isn't, you know? Yeah. It's either I didn't plug it in or it's in the wrong spot. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I, I haven't really played much. I've been reorganizing the giant game shelf we have in the living room area. Yeah. Because it just, it looked like a mess. And I was like, I need to organize this a little bit better so that I can have like things displayed on this shelf. It would look better if I could take the thing off the wall and stain it, which I'll probably do at some point when we move. Yeah. But for now, I'm not going to bother. I no. thought about painting it and making it Tetris-like, but I'm like, man, that's, I don't think it would look as good as I think it would look. Yeah. And there's, there's only so much effort you can put into something that you're not really going to look at all that much. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I could go in and install like LED lighting underneath the shelves so that everything lights up and that'd be really cool. But that sounds like a lot of time, effort, money I don't have. Yeah. Um. I could always get those little like tap lights, little LED tap lights and mount them in there. But then I feel like that just looks trashy. So eh. to a point. Well, we'll see. But <coughs> pretty much that. Yeah. That and planning for extra life has been my week. Yeah. And it's only January. <sighs> I know. I'm so excited. I'm really happy that I'm getting going on extra life early. And there are a few people that had pledge donations for 2018 that still haven't gotten back to me mm -hmm. so if they do i can pop them in with 2019 yeah. and then we're ahead of the game yeah like i still haven't uh for those that are curious the 30 i think it's 36 and some change that was donated in bits over the course of extra life twitch still hasn't paid out i think that's the 15th of this month because it's 45 days after the end of the month so 45 days after the end of november would be yeah. january 15th or 14th yeah because december's 31 days but um, so that should be popping in soon. That's going to end up going towards 2019's Extra Life. So it still makes it to where it was going. It it's just, just taking a it's really a, just long a little time. late. Yeah. Um, and then I reached out to our contact at Boston Children's Hospital to see if they had any pre-packaged video that they could send us of like the things that they're doing there or the children that they're helping, things like that. Because I was thinking about it and a lot of people have been like, oh, well, you're a video major. Go down to Boston Children's and like interview some of the families, the children, whatever it is. And I'm like, that's a grand idea. But I don't deal well with I don't work well with children. Yeah. And I don't want to be super awkward. It's you can't just like 
go do that. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to just show up and they're going to be like, do you have an appointment? I'm like, no, I'm just, can you point me in the direction of sick children? I'd like to get them on camera. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really weird. Where like, I, I remember for 2017, Nikki, our, the Boston Children's Hospital extra life person, she's amazing. She was like, we can, I can send you swag, like the banners and the stickers and everything. We can set up a tour for your team so you can actually come in and like, tour Boston Children's and like see what's up I feel like that where Extra Life and Nikki and Boston Children's are controlling the situation that would be a good opportunity to be like can we are there people who wouldn't mind being interviewed or who wouldn't mind sharing their story with us personally but not to just randomly go there and do that (laughs) I'm still like I don't know entirely what I would ask people like I'm very much behind the Boston Children's Hospital and everything that they're doing down there, but I like I don't interact well with children. Yeah. Hence I have no intentions of having any. Yeah. I love but, I love kids, but they're very they they can be crazy. Yeah. I know Extra Life 2018 is closed. It's 2019 now. Get on the yep. ball. So anywho, moving on from there, uh we got some games that are coming at you next week. So Tuesday, January 15th, we'll have The Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, Broken Toys for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yep. And Onimusha Warlords for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I haven't heard Onimusha in forever. (laughs) I think not since like the PS2 era. Oh. I could be wrong. I've never heard of it. Um, That's just the last time I remember hearing the name Onimusha. Hmm. Thursday, January 17th, we'll have Hell Warders for ps4 xbox one and pc what in the world is that y2k a postmodern rpg yeah i'm not sure if it's Y. it's like y-i-i-k or if it's yeek yeek <laughs> this bitch empty yeek <laughs> i'm not Post-modern sure modern rpg for ps4 vista vita wow vista ps4 vita switch <laughs> pc and yakuza 4 for ps4 Friday, January 18th, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown for PS4 and Xbox One, and Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes for Switch. (sighs) There's a lot of stuff coming out this next week. We're finally back back into ramping things up. Yeah. It's finally not the the holiday season where everybody's too afraid to, like, release games. We're getting back into it now. At long last. So we're going to take a brief commercial break, and we'll be right back with some news and games. Yeah. Have you noticed that for some reason it's become common culture for apps and websites to invasively collect your personal data and track the websites you visit in order to better advertise to you? Is it just me, or does that make you more than a little uncomfortable? We at Yadu don't believe in tracking the browsing habits and collecting personal data of our friends. That's you. That's why you'll never find a targeted ad on our website, a notification about using cookies, no matter how delicious they may be, or creepy men in black suits with no fingerprints rooting through the shoebox under your bed. We aim to keep the Yadude experience ad-free. However, since we're not willing to shake you down for your sweet, sweet personal information, that means we need to cover the cost of production another way. If you really enjoy this podcast or any of the projects under the Yadude or WYDG brands, you can show your support in several ways. If you're all about covering your naked body when you go out in public, perhaps check out our merch store, linked in the description. There you'll find all sorts of things that we've designed for you to wear, as well as other useful items. 
If you're interested in sponsoring this or one of our other podcasts, check out patreon.com backslash yeah dude, link in the description, and sign up for a monthly pledge. We have several different reward tiers that you can choose from, starting as low as $1 per month, and each coming with different sponsor-exclusive benefits. Thank you so much for listening to our work, and thanks to those who have signed up on Patreon already. Our goal is to keep Yadude and WYDG ad-free and never collect your personal information for profit. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. There's not a Morgan here to throw it to for posterity, so I'll do it myself. (laughs) This is This Week in Gaming. We are recording this on Friday, January 11th. Happy birthday to Tyler Hartwell, buddy of mine. It is his birthday today. Tomorrow it won't be when it hits your earballs, Saturday, (laughs) January 12th, 2019. Um, I want to say really quick, last week about the overwatch prediction that that guy michael pactor had made yes i said that he predicts overwatch will go free to play and i heard myself say it when i listened back to the episode and what i said was that if overwatch goes free to play you won't need ps plus or xbox live or whatever else in order to play it that's not always the case with free-to-play games. What I meant to say was that if Overwatch goes free-to-play, you might not need PS Plus or Xbox Live in order to play. Ah. What I said was that you won't. What I meant was you might not. So I, I, my brain thought words. My mouth said different words. But I heard myself say it when I was listening back. And I was like, oh, no, that's wrong. I shouldn't have said that that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to just this say week that in corrections. This week in redactions. I just wanted to say that right up at the top before I forgot because I thought about it while we were trying to formulate our DSs to do street pass, which still oh there we go. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, <laughs> street passing. Okay, so awesome games done quick is still going on. Um, they started on Sunday or late morning for us. And they raised over $100,000 in their first day, which I wasn't surprised about, but it was it's awesome, obviously, for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And the current amount that they have raised as of today, Friday, January 11th, at roughly 3 p.m., which is when we're recording this, is $1,027,741. So I guarantee have, you in the time it took you to say that number, it's gone up. Oh, yeah. A lot. I just checked it. Right before three o'clock, it's been about 10 minutes. Yep. So I guarantee it's gone up a few thousand already. It's crazy. I mean, I it's expected at this point that they make that they raise over a million every time, but it's great. It's still incredible. Yeah. The amount of people and communities that come together to raise money to do something that betters humanity as a yeah. whole. And it just gets better every year, you know? Like it, when they started out, there were a lot of. They had, I don't know if you saw it, they had for, you know, they have the break screens where it's just like it shows the crowd and they're reading off donations between gameplay. They had uh, the Arby's social media team there (laughs) doing cardboard crafts. Oh, my God. For the break screens for I think it was like the second or third day. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys got the Arby's social media team. That's amazing. The kings of social media. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. They're like, they'll be here building stuff, taking your suggestions, all that jazz. I like that they have like stretch goals, but there's so many different ones. Like if we raise $6,000, you get, you can vote 
with your money to do X thing in whatever game or Y thing in a different game, like certain outfits in God of War or certain weapons in a different game and you vote with your money on which one they do. Like those games are going to get played, but it'd be really nice if you could vote with your money and feel like not only You're is my affecting a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, like not only is my donation obviously counting towards the greater issue, but I'm voting with it. That probably feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's a fun way to make people do stuff. They had a good segment on there. They pulled in someone from one of the or from the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Yeah. That was talking to them about this device that they were had built mm-hmm. that detects lung cancer nodules. Oh. And he was explaining how this device could like potentially detect lung cancer before anything else. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where they're like, you're essentially going to get it. We can start the treatments now and prevent you from ever freaking having to deal with lung cancer. Wow. Um, you know, before it's like, okay, you're stage four. It's, there's nothing we can do now. Yeah. So, but he's like talking about this device and essentially that it, it gives people the opportunity to, you know, prevent cancer. Yeah. And that's so point. he's like, yeah, we're shipping these all over the world to different medical areas to have them work on testing it. We're crowdsourcing the results so that we can improve it faster. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think he said the devices themselves only cost about $200 to manufacture. Wow. So they're relatively cheap. So a million like, could do a lot. Yeah. He's like, a lot of the money that you guys are raising, like, you don't, you, you'd think like, oh, we raised a few million. That's great. It's going to make one machine. He's like, no, we can do a lot with a million with dollars. what's been yeah. pulled. It's the thing about like raising money, especially for like medical things is a million dollars in the life of somebody who has cancer is not that much money. A million dollars will probably cover cover a few years of treatment, if that, if they have insurance. Mm. But for preventing cancer and for seeking it out and trying to eliminate it before it's a problem, very different. Yep. So, so that's great. Uh, that and I was looking into, because I would really like to do things like they do, like a ten every $10 donation, you get automatically entered into this drawing for this awesome thing someone made by hand or this yeah. thing that was donated by the development team yeah, I, or whatever. They, they had a couple things that were donated directly by Santa Monica Studios. So they had that seal of approval right on there, which was is awesome. And I would love to do things like that, even if it's just handcrafted stuff from like our group yeah, or things that I've picked up. And of course, with doing any sort of a raffle or giveaway in the United States, there's legalities behind yeah. it. You can't require someone to donate so that they had to have a no donation required for entry. See website for details underneath all of their prize stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I need to see these details. So I went to the website to check it out and you know, I'm not the type that's going to be like, how can I get free stuff from a charity stream without actually donating? <laughs> I'm not that person, Yeah. but I wanted to see how they have to write it out in order for it to be legal. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's gambling quote unquote. Yeah. And so the whole thing about gambling is that they, there's so many laws to protect the state basically. <laughs> yeah. It's a little ridiculous, but it was basically like you can, in order to enter into a drawing without donating, uh, like uh, donations are automatically entered in. But if you wanted to enter without donating, it's like send a, a postcard with your name and other information to this address, along with what raffle you want to enter into. Hmm. And I'm thinking like, is it even going to make it to you? before 
because it's not necessarily that it has to be a viable means for you to enter they just have to offer they, one. it just has to be there it's kind of like how when you when taco bell does that stuff where it's like if you get the box you get a code if you get the right code you get an xbox one or whatever yeah no and purchase like, necessary no purchase necessary but could i walk into a taco bell and say give me that box i want an xbox one no they're gonna no. tell me to fuck off or buy a soda or something yeah basically <laughs> and then you can check out their website and they're probably like oh just mail in by snail mail yeah this particular information and we'll send you a code eventually <laughs> send me a picture of your wallet with all the cash inside <laughs> Ugh. anyway moving on from that uh Sorry. overwatch yeah some stuff watch. happened in overwatch yes so a new short story comic like they put out every now and then titled bestet i hope that's how that's pronounced Released. Either that or best day. Best it. I don't know if it's yeah. Like I don't know if it's the French. Supposed to. Be, I think. I think it's an Egyptian thing, but yeah, ancient Egyptian goddess who originally had the role of protecting the pharaohs. And Google has a picture of a cat, so okay, that's pretty sick. But I'm gonna say best because I assume uh, it released this week and it confirmed that Soldier Seventy Six, aka Jack Morrison, is gay and was once in a relationship with a man named Vincent, and the internet fucking broke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was like. 75% people that were happy or, like, they were happy to have, like, representation of, like, a very masculine, like, strong dude being gay and, like, not hiding it or anything. And just people who are like, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. And then 25% people who were like, I'm never playing Overwatch again. And you know what? <laughs> that's fine. I don't – don't play Overwatch then. I don't care. Oh, man, if you could that quickly remove <laughs> the 25% of Overwatch players that are just toxic homophobes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Like, let's keep, let's make them all gay and just weed out all the people who are going to be shitty about it. Oh, my I God. I don't care. If, like. Maybe it'll be better to play with people now. <laughs> it, uh, it's not even worth getting into a whole conversation about identity and, like, relating to characters and why it makes it great. But <laughs> there's a whole probably three hour long conversation I could have about why this is good. Uh, but Michael Chu, who is a lead writer for Overwatch and he was the writer of Bastet, confirmed that Soldier 76 is gay. Because I originally was like gay or maybe bisexual. Who knows? I'm not here to fucking police your identity. But he is gay. Uh, he said on Twitter, thanks for all the messages about Bastet. Jack and Vincent were in a romantic relationship many years ago. Both identify as gay. Uh, so that's awesome. Most people, I think, are being really good about it. And it's like, the people who aren't, fine. Go play your other straight boy games. <laughs> go play the Call of Duty that won't put women in. I don't care. And go <laughs> complain about Battlefield Five. Yeah, I don't care. And how the women that took part in World War II didn't actually take part in World <laughs> War II because you don't understand how history works. <laughs> you don't at all. They were only nurses and they wore short skirts and those stupid hats. Oh, my God. It's only the fetishized, like, World War II that existed. Yeah, with the big old pin-up boobies. Yep. Uh, interestingly, I thought this was interesting. In the comic, Soldier 76 is holding up a picture of him and Vincent, and Anna is talking to him about relationships, and they're talking about, like, how it's hard to maintain a relationship considering the nature of what they do for a living. And in... The comic from almost two years ago where it was revealed that Tracer was gay and in a relationship with a woman, 
there's a panel where Soldier 76 can be seen holding the exact same picture. So this isn't like a sudden thing that they decided to spring on everybody. They didn't just go, let's just make him gay. Let's make him gay to pander to the like 10% of people who play this game who are gay men. I don't fucking... Yeah, the pander bears. It's also crazy. There are what, 27, 28 heroes? There's a lot. I don't Uh, know exactly anymore. There's one that's a hamster and one that's a robot, so I will eliminate them. So we'll say 25 humans. There's two that are robots. Two that are robots? Okay, so... Yeah, because there's Orisa and Bastion. I thought Orisa was human. Anyway, so roughly 25, 24, 25 human characters. Two of them are gay. That's too many. That's too many. Like, that's a problem for you? That's two out of... 24 or 25 still got reaper hanzo genji there i don't understand may i don't know the 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 jury's still out on may i think yeah um i don't know i think zarya (laughs) probably (laughs) i think it could be assumed i think it's safe to assume (laughs) yeah when i don't want (laughs) to assume by looks like you look very butch you're obviously a lesbian but i i know a lot of lesbians and they're all like yeah if I saw her in real life, I would ask her out because she would definitely. She gives me off them vibes. Lesbian. But, you know, maybe every two years they're going to say somebody else is gay. And like this is. This, I, I'm not going to be upset about it it's at all. It's so funny because this is like the smallest way that you could announce that a character is gay in, in, a pa- in one panel of one comic that a lot of people won't read because maybe it's just not on their radar. It's like the smallest most minuscule way that you could say this character is gay and I made him for you. And it's still too much for some people. Well, I appreciate it still. I will always appreciate it. But like, I just don't get the internet sometimes. Uh, same. That's the, that was like, that was Monday. So Monday oh, yeah. I woke up and like every internet had exploded. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> and most of my Twitter was filled with "I love my gay dad," so is that great. why you shared that? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because I, I remember that. posting it on the Discord, and all you said was "I love my new gay dad." Yeah, yeah. Well, because he's like old. Anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna move on. Moving on from to that. Nintendo. We have a lot of Nintendo stuff because a lot happened this week. My goodness. Um, um. So humble bundle that we are affiliated with. Um, we are like we we don't do much with them except share the links to the bundles and stuff but um so humble bundle is now selling nintendo switch and 3ds games games expansion season passes and nintendo switch online um i was hoping that when i saw humble bundle and nintendo in the same sentence it reminded me of the last time that they did a humble nindy bundle and i bought a bunch of games for the nintendo wii u through humble For like Mm -hmm. 15 bucks, I got a bunch of shit, including the fall and affordable space adventures and a bunch of other stuff. So like I got a lot of good games through that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is it another Nintendo bundle? I'd love more Nintendo games, but it wasn't a bundle. It's just that you can now buy Nintendo games through Humble Bundle. Yeah. Rather than the Nintendo eShop or GameStop. So it's just another option that's out there. Yeah. And um, like Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle itself, like the bundles, a lot of the money or at least some of the money spent on them goes to various charities. None of the Nintendo money is going to any charities. Like none of the money they make on it's Nintendo games. It's going to the the Prevent Nintendo from Closing Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Um 
but I mean, they're selling old and new games, um, like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and then as old as like Legend of Zelda. So I guess if you would like one other source to buy those, I might go check it out to see what's up there. Yeah, because I saw a lot of the ones that's like Smash Brothers I already own. Yeah, um, you know, newer stuff, Mario Party. Yeah, Mario um, Odyssey. I want to say Sunshine, but I'm like, that's a that's a little bit of an older <laughs> game. That's that's a real old one. Um, also in Nintendo news, it's been discovered by a lot of like different sources this week that quote unquote new bunny quotes unopened copies of the Wii U have been being sold on eBay for years. I mean, it's a console that exists. This happens all the time. But they're being sold on eBay, Amazon, and other reselling platforms and apps and websites for upwards of almost $900. You could buy three Nintendo Switches for that much fucking money. Um, the Wii U's production ended in early 2017. And so, like... The, as soon as yeah 800 fucking dollars and that's just for that one there's one that's that's the, for the plain black the plain black 32 gig one there one of the ones i saw was the mario maker version of the wii u and which obviously is like the themed mario maker version and that one was at the time 878 dollars question mark something like that um so it's it's kind getting kind of crazy but like ever since the production ended obviously all of these prices have skyrocketed because that's how things work when something is no longer in production it becomes infinitely more valuable to somebody in the world um so it's just collectors trying to get their hands on something that nobody else has ever touched and i i don't know this there's nothing like there's no punchline to this i just thought it was completely crazy but I always I say it a lot when somebody's trying to get rid of something. Everything is anything is worth something to somebody in the world. If you have random shit, it's worth something to somebody. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD remaster Wii U with the Hyrule Historia that I bought a few years ago for like just shy of three hundred because mm-hmm. it was back when the Wii U had like just started being around. Yeah. Is selling on Amazon for eight hundred and twenty nine dollars. Yeah. Even your used, very what? well, even your very well used and loved, like Wii U, because it's a special edition one, could, and you, I assume you have like all of the cords and all of the parts that came with it. You could probably still sell that for four hundred dollars to somebody because people want it because they don't make them anymore. It's nuts, but you know. Whatever. This is why I hold on all my Alternatively, GameStop will give you $35 <laughs> for that same Legend of Zelda system. Is that $35 cash or in-store credit? Uh, no, it has a $28 cash value. $35 store credit. Oh, my God. That's like when we, uh, Morgan and I, years ago, went to go trade in my old Xbox 360 without a hard drive and with, I think the the cables that came with it and one or two controllers because we needed some money um (laughs) they were like we will give you fifteen dollars in cash and a bunch of games too we'll give you fifteen dollars in cash or seventy five dollars in store credit and i was like i guess i'll take the store credit what the hell (laughs) you take the store credit and then you buy seventy five dollars worth of stuff and return it for cash yeah I, i ended up uh i hadn't 
gotten Skyrim yet. This was 2012 or early 2013 or so, and I hadn't gotten Skyrim yet. So I ended up buying our first uh, edition of Skyrim, first of many with that. So money not well spent. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, don't worry, you're going to buy Skyrim at least four more times. <laughs> at least. But that I thought that was interesting. Oh, man. Uh, okay, do you want to do the next one? Uh, sure. So there it, were yeah. rumors that there was to be a Nintendo Direct this Thursday. That has not been the case. And there was no Nintendo Direct this week. So yep. that's great. I waited. I tried. But uh, Nintendo did announce on Twitter that Final Fantasy X, X2, and XII will be releasing on the Switch. The Final Fantasy X and X2 on April 16th. And Final Fantasy XII on April 30th. I have to assume that's like the Zodiac Age remaster of XII. Uh, yes. And... I mean, I legitimately just bought 10 and 10 2 for the PS4, <laughs> but I think that's I'm going to have most of my Final Fantasy games on a Sony platform. Yeah, I obviously you can't get all of them on a Sony platform because some of them are on the NES. Yeah, I think this is probably great for like maybe people like me, you know, I don't I'm not a super big Final Fantasy person, but I remember enjoying watching my boyfriend play 10 and I would probably want to play it like just chilling in bed, low stress, you know? They're not... the type of games that I'd like to watch people play because I'm I get into the story. Yeah. I don't care so much about the battle mechanics. I don't like that's the one thing that about Final Fantasy that I'm not super like into. that's why I've been so happy. Uh shout out to Supernova in the, the Twitch chat. Yeah. That he's been hanging around. Uh, I say he, I don't actually have any gender confirmation for, but they've been hanging around in the chat and basically providing feedback on Tales of Berseria as we've been playing. And it's been very helpful because the game has very long winded and complex tutorials for the battle system. Yes. And Supernova is able to be like, let me summarize. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long story. Let me sum up. And very helpful when you're like, when you are 15 minutes deep in a battle and it's not looking real good. And he'll be like, okay, when you inevitably die and you have to try this again, do this instead. Yeah. (laughs) It's very helpful. So I'll throw back to you for the next bit of Nintendo news. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this is the last one. Um, According to to Dr. Sirkin Toto of Canton Games, two, and this is all like allegedly, just everything I say before this, everything that allegedly. I say has an allegedly before it. Two new versions of the Switch will be releasing sometime before the PS5, which doesn't seem that is crazy. This, is this person an actual doctor or is that like a screen name? <laughs> I hope it's like Dr. Wiley from Mega Man. Or Dr. Willy. If you're, <laughs> Dr. Willy. <laughs> you spell it wrong. <laughs> Dr. Willy. Um, so before the PS5, which they I think they've been saying will be coming by 2020, right? I think so. I 2020, think so. 2021. Maybe sometime in the next couple of years, which wouldn't be that crazy because usually like that just happens with these big consoles. Uh, so what we will be calling the Switch 2 will have a 1080p OLED screen instead of the 720p LCD screen that the current Switch model has, which will mean that your darks will be darker and your colors will be more vibrant and it will ultimately be more battery efficient. Kind of like how yeah. old phones aren't battery efficient because they're made like garbage. OLED screens are incredible. They're amazing. So, and I'm, I feel like they're probably going to make them a little bit, the screens a little bit 
easier to uh, harder to break. Because that's like the screens on the switches are like the only thing that's breakable. The whole rest of it is very durable. Um, so hopefully that they improve on that. Um, and Nintendo will likely either offer a Switch Lite, which will be like a cheaper manufacturer, cheaper to manufacture and cheaper for the consumer version. Or either that or keep the current Switch model, which would basically just be doing that very thing. So I, I would... It wouldn't shock me if they kept making the originals with well, the cheaper parts. Are they parts. still having issues with the screen manufacturer, though? I don't know. I have to assume by now that they've found a new one because that was like a year ago. I mean, ago. if they're going to be, if potential, if they're going to be making OLED screens, then Samsung has to manufacture them. Samsung is like the only company, to my knowledge, Samsung, and I think there's like one, uh, maybe LG. Mm hmm. And maybe one other company. But there are like very few companies, that last time OLED. I checked, that are able to do OLED. Like Apple had to contract out to Samsung to do their OLED screens for the iPhone X, which must have that, been very painful. That makes my heart feel good. Right. <laughs> and that was like a huge thing because it's like Apple's iPhone X production depends on Samsung and what they're doing on and their, their direct competitors. Yeah, their hottest competitor. Yeah. If it was like Nokia, it wouldn't be as big a deal because Nokia phones... If they, Nokia made screens for Apple devices, they wouldn't shatter so easily. They, honestly, Nokia should be the winners, but for some reason it's Samsung. That's um, because Nokia is currently only making devices for Windows phones. And when was the last time you heard true. about Windows phones? Yeah, they're not good. No, um, because they don't have applications for half the shit you want to do. Yeah. And apparently they're coming out with a new one, though. The big pull of the Nokia devices for Windows phones is that the cameras are incredible. Mm -hmm. You have like a 48 megapixel camera on a phone with a yeah. zoom that you can take a shot of a lighthouse from a mile away, zoom in and see the detailing in the windows. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Nuts. That's like the only reason I ever wanted a Windows phone. Yep. But the same. whole rest of it sucks. Um, So I guess only time will tell on this one. And if... If they come out with a new fancier Switch, I imagine they'll probably keep the original models of the Switch and maybe name it something else so people will See, I'd be excited for it. I'm, I am excited for it if they do something like that because the rumor's been circulating for a while. Yeah. And if they do, it's not one of those things like if they come out with – or when they come out with a new PS4, like when they came out with the PS4 Pro and I'm like, I mean, I could buy another PS4, but why? Yeah. The Switch, I have a why. Because then Annabelle has one and I have one because yeah. they're essentially also handheld consoles. Yeah. it For yeah for Morgan and I, it wasn't really an issue until we both had Pokemon. Well, we were both playing the same cartridge of Pokemon Let's Go at the same time. And it was like, when you're playing, I want to play. When I'm playing, you want to play. That's when it became an issue where yeah. we were like, I, we could justify having a second Switch. And it's not, it's, they're like, what, 250 bucks now? It's not really that Yeah, they're crazy. relatively cheap. And all we would need is the Switch. We have the duck. We have the games. We have the everything. It's like it's not that crazy of a of an expense if you have the extra money. But I, yeah, I'd be open to a new one where it's like the screen is is better and it's more battery efficient because that's a thing. I I like <laughs> I don't feel comfortable taking my Switch out into the world unless I know I have like a charging cable. And like a plug box with me because I know that even if I'm on airplane mode with my Wi-Fi off and my brightness all the way down, it's going to die in like an hour. I don't know why. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible, man. Uh, I'll actually let you pick up with the, with the next one because I know nothing about that game. Great. Okay. So Alien Blackout was announced, kind of, uh, which will be a sequel to Alien Isolation, which is like 
2013 game, 2014, I think 2014. Um, it was announced on Monday by Fox, who also said that it would be a mobile game on iTunes and Google Play. So that uh, is it. That sucks, and it makes it very questionable. All that we know about the game so far is that it's definitely going to be a sequel to Alien Isolation, and it will feature Amanda Ripley, who was the protagonist of Isolation, and Ellen Ripley's daughter. And I didn't know this, but apparently she's a protagonist of a couple, couple of the movies, too. I haven't seen all the Alien movies. Me either. So. Uh, and I haven't seen any of the Predator movies. Please don't uh, execute me in the, <laughs> the comments. I've only seen, yeah, I've only seen a couple of the Predator movies and a couple of the Alien movies, but never, I've never sat down and like had a marathon. Because I, I feel like I should watch those and then watch AVP. And so that way I can have a good understanding of where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like who I'm rooting for, even though that AVP came out ages ago. It did. <laughs> um, so this is weird. Like, I, I don't remember the ending of Alien Isolation very well. I think it was pretty open as far as like it. there could definitely be a sequel if I remember anything at all. But it was it's weird that they're making it a mobile game. And I have a really big fear that it's going to be one of them. Where it's like like a Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery-esque kind of situation. I don't know who's developing this game either. I just know that it was oh, announced God. by Fox. So it's like, I don't know who's developing it. It could be one of those ones where it's like, click on the chest. You click on the chest and it's like, wait 45 minutes till your next action. I don't, who knows what it's going to be? You know, I don't know. It's I don't think that mobile is the way to go for a, a mainline sequel to an amazing game. You know what I think could be interesting now that you bring up the whole like alien thinking about alien isolation and some sort of like augmented reality game mm. uh, had me thinking that like a lot of devices now, at least Samsung devices, I, I can't speak for others, but they have that like light on the back. You can check your your stress level, your heart rate, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have a game where you actually have to hide from things and like have headphones on so you can hear the the noises around you mm -hmm. and while you're hiding have your finger on that and it can tell like your heart rate yeah and that could potentially give you away yeah there it's funny because um markiplier plays like a lot of those types of games where like if you talk or make noise it the monster can hear you or like if you you know whatever and then the games that do detect your heartbeat but like it's not that it gives you away it's just that in game it accounts for something or whatever. So it's like, I feel like that does exist, but not altogether. I feel like it would be interesting to have another like console alien game, a sequel, because in isolation, you could turn on your microphone for your console. And if you spoke, the alien would hear you and the alien is out. The alien can hear you and come looking for you because he heard you. It's very realistic. And they, they did a really good job with it. And this was like, what, five years ago or so? I'm into it. So I feel like that wouldn't be that crazy to do like I I link my my Fitbit to my console and it detects my heartbeat and because my heartbeat's so fucking loud the alien could hear me cuz he's got super hearing or like that would be great if they could combine all those elements that already do exist together. <coughs> Good reason to own an Apple Watch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or, or our Fitbit. Our $30 knockoff Fitbit. Yeah. All right. Moving on from that, the uh, Epic Games Store has begun their free game giveaway, which will be a free game every two weeks until the end of the year. That's a lot of games. Yes, that is 26 games. <sighs> so 
This week's game is What Remains of Edith Finch, which will be free until January 24th at midnight Eastern Time. And also, Epic Games is selling games that are completely bypassing Steam, like The Division 2. Although, Ubisoft will still be selling the PC version of The Division 2 on their store. Because, I mean, it's an EA... If you have, like, EA Access or any of that kind of stuff, EA Prime, Premiere... I don't know what the heck they're calling it anymore. But it's, like, an EA thing where you can pay money to have their games when their games come out. Yeah, which sounds just like buying games, but... It does, but it's, like, 15 bucks a month rather than spending the 60 on a new game. I guess that's fair. So, for people who play a lot of EA games, I think it makes sense, but... uh, Additionally, Ubisoft and Epic have said that they will also partner on additional select titles coming to the Epic Games Store to be announced during the coming year. I think that's interesting that, like, they're just straight up being like, no, we're going to use this other platform where we make more money than we would on Steam, and they can go fuck themselves. Because Steam has always had the monopoly on PC games, and now they don't. I'm wondering if it's going to force them into being like, let's rethink some of our business practices. Or if they just don't give a shit because they're raking in money. Why bother? Caring. But I heard that What Remains of Edith Finch, which is the free game for these It looks really good. I heard that it's really good. Like, everybody on YouTube was playing it all at the same time. So I didn't watch any, like, videos of it or anything, but I heard it was really good. So... I guess check it out if you want yet another game launcher on your computer. (laughs) Oh, boy. So uh, it wasn't in our notes, but I wanted to add because it just happened the other day. um, Bungie, developers of Destiny and Destiny 2, were with Activision and are now splitting up with Activision. Yes. I only heard about that this morning, and I didn't know enough about it, and I uh, woke up super late. I woke up at like 1130, so... Didn't put it in the notes because I'm on the ball. It's all good. Um, basically, the the long and short of it, they're splitting with Activision, which, of course, is Activision Blizzard now. Which So I don't know how that's going to affect. I don't think it'll affect Destiny 2 owners who have it through the Battle.net because Probably that's the not. only place you could buy it for PC. Yeah. Um, but going forward, when we see Destiny 3 or anything from there onward, it's going to be interesting to see how the fan base takes it and how mm-hmm. what happens to the game. Because part of it, uh, according to a Kotaku article, one of the most significant tensions between Bungie and Activision had long been the annualized schedule, which mandated the release of a new Destiny game or expansion every fall. So now that Bungie's pulling back from that, Bungie is no longer required to release a new game or expansion every fall. Maybe that means they have more time to work on polishing a third Destiny installment before it comes out. Or maybe it just means that we're not going to see the regular expansions that people are used to. Yeah. Which, depending on who you ask, you know, arguably would not be a terrible thing anyway. Because half the people really loved Forsaken. Yeah. And then I think the rest of the people loved Forsaken for a week and a half and then went, eh. Yeah. It's it's hard to, because like a year isn't realistically enough time to develop an entire game. No. It's not Look at, at Assassin's Creed. It's not at all. And if they are going to say, okay, now that we don't have this restriction, we're going to take two years to make a new game and one year to make a small DLC or whatever. It's like, okay, that's perfectly reasonable because uh, Destiny 2 had a lot of criticism and I felt really bad because people worked really hard on it. And a lot of my friends like Destiny 2. I'm, like I said, I'm still <laughs> playing it here and there. I really, but... I, I every single week after we leave, I'm like, 
I should install Destiny 1 and, like, start playing it because I can't start the second game. I just can't do it. But, like, I should start Destiny 1 and I'm sure I could get Milo to play with me because he just wants somebody to play a game with him. Just God, please, once ever in his life. Do it. He is super fun to play Destiny with. (laughs) And I know that, like, he would hold my hand and be like, okay, dummy, here's what we have to do. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... Every week I leave here and I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then I never fucking do it. I just go home and I do whatever the hell it is we do after podcasts. Like today I have to go over to Al's and watch The Bachelor. But that's going to be. Afterwards, do do yourself a favor and play some Destiny. I'm going to have to. Preferably with Milo. But I mean, even not. See, the thing that I I'm really torn between loving and hating Destiny. I loved Destiny 1. As you know, Morgan and I played that like every day after class. (laughs) I I know. And she went out and bought the full-on expansions for both of us so we could play all of them. Yeah. And then proceeded to buy me Destiny 2 twice. Yeah. With the expansions. So like it's been a good game for us. But I think what stinks is that you don't see a lot of what Bungie was really able to achieve in Halo. Halo 2. Yeah. And when you know when Bungie was still doing Halo before 343 took over and Bungie stopped developing Halo games. Yeah. So Bungie was really good with their storytelling with Halo, which is incredible considering it's I mean granted they're different games. Halo was a single player mm-hmm. campaign, Destiny is an online shoot 'em up with, you know, single player campaign elements that exist kind of in this other in the massive world. I think Destiny has a lot of potential. I like the universe they've put it in, yeah. but they didn't do a very good job of making anything feel unique in Destiny 2, as far as I'm concerned. All the enemies feel like the same thing. Oh. And I realize that it's like you have the difference between the Vex, the Fallen, the Taken, and it's... Taked. The Taked. <laughs> and I understand the differences. Like, I know if I am if I see a Vex, I'm shooting him in his gut. I'm not shooting him for the head because that's not going to do shit. Right. So, like, I know the differences between the enemies, but... We get such so little involvement with what's going on with the enemies. Whereas like with Halo, there's one of the missions in Halo 2. You come across two hunters for the first time. And mm-hmm. hunters are like two stories tall, massive shield, and they'll just come barging through. I remember them. I remember the fear Yeah, going into those levels of like shit. There's, <laughs> there's hunters. There are Covenant. The Flutter all over the place. Like I... I remember the first time I ever encountered the Flood, because when Halo came out, I was, what, like 10 or 11 or so, and they just swarmed, Yep. and I, like, freaked out, because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do! Oh, I don't yeah. have the hand-eye coordination to shoot anything! Yep. It's terrifying. Ugh, I, I used to, to love up, that. When did Halo... Halo 1... Halo 1? 2001 or 2002. It was 2001. I was nine. I wasn't even 10. Same. I was well, a baby. I was, no, I was, uh, I was 10. Yeah. When the first Halo came out. Oh my God. I remember when Halo 2 launched, I actually bought, I had just recently got an Xbox mm-hmm. OG, bought Halo 2, and I bought the strategy guide that came with it. And I remember before I even got to play the game, I was sitting with my cousin, John. Yeah. We're at my grandmother's house, which is where we always go whenever we got back from the mall. We just go to my grandmother's house because it's usually where we're on our way to. Yeah. Hang out there. And... We were just reading through the strategy guide about all the weapon updates, the vehicle updates, and all that kind of crazy stuff that went on. I remember wanting a needler so bad. Mm -hmm. But that's the other thing is like Halo weapons, they were so well thought out, well put together. And they're also different. And I knew them. Yeah. 
unfortunately, there are a few guns in Destiny that really stand out. Like the Sunshot is a hand cannon that you can get in Destiny 2. It's a nice hand cannon. Uh, I'm not a fan <laughs> of hand cannons, but this thing is just like one shot, one kill. Wow. And it's really good. You've got like Cade 6's gun, the Ace of Spades. Um, there are certain guns, like they have names to them. Yeah. And if you get to use something frequently enough, you'll be like, oh, I know what this gun is. And you can say that to other Destiny 2 players. And if they're that into it, they'll understand what your gun you're talking about. Yeah. But I feel like there's just too much similarity between most of them. And you don't hold on to a gun for very long. Oh. It's not like... I think if they had a system in the game where you could take a gun you like and continue to level it up, then it'd be fine. But for the most part, I'm swapping out guns so frequently until endgame that there's almost no point. That's really weird. To remembering any of them. And then you get to endgame and it's like everyone just has the same set of guns. That's so weird. So I think there's there's a lot that could be done yeah. there. And I hope I hope that this split does well for Bungie in future developments. Yeah. I think I still have faith in them. If they come out with either a Destiny 3 or an entirely different IP, I'll be down to try it out either way. Yeah. Because I still have my fond memories. And maybe it's just because maybe it's time to take off the nostalgia glasses and put on the skepticals. I don't know. Mm. But I think it's uh, I'd, I'd go for it. Yeah. That being said, oh, I rambled I, long enough. Can I share one little story? Yes. Because I just remembered. Okay, so when Halo 1 first came out, my friends who lived up the street from me had just gotten an Xbox and Halo 1. We didn't have one for a couple of years afterwards. So we would go to their house and play. And we would just play through the story. And what I realized as I got older <laughs> was that we were all around the age of 10 and under. We didn't know how to save the game. We never saved the game. Oh, no. We would just start the campaign over and over and over every single time we played. I, oh. So the whole beginning of Halo is like ingrained in my head somewhere, like somewhere deep and dark because <laughs> we never saved it. We just kept starting it over, over and over again. And I didn't realize that until I got older. And I was like... Oh, yeah, I like Halo, but, like, I just I can't play it because it's too much. You got to try and get through the beginning again. <laughs> I got to get through the first, like, three hours. Oof. But I that's that's what's fun about being a kid is you're just too fucking dumb. <laughs> you don't know anything. I miss those days yeah. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes not so much. <laughs> but other times I miss the innocence. Yeah. The good old days. Well, thank you guys so much for sticking around and yeah. listening to us yammer about gaming news and things like that. If you do want to check out our Extra Life team page, I'll have the link down below if you want. It's still early in the year. Get in on that. If you want to be part of it this year, yeah. you don't necessarily have to raise money for Boston Children's Hospital. It's can, all Children's Miracle Network yeah. hospitals. You can choose your own, um, a local one to you or whatever, what, whatever you want, basically. Yeah. But like I uh, – I, personally raised over $200 so I unlocked a bumper sticker and a free t-shirt just by raising money like that's awesome I'm gonna feel like a girl at a concert for a second here but uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my t-shirt oh hell yeah is that from this past year yep oh yeah it's the yep. 10 year anniversary mine hasn't come yet but I got my sticker uh, yesterday yeah um it's exciting you also have the phone case right yes um I know Annabelle got the phone case because they didn't make them for my phone because I'm yeah. using an old ass phone yeah but, hey, uh, if you want to join our team, you can check that out and feel free to join us. Help us raise money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all over the place yeah. or help us with Boston Children's. 
that's where that works too. Uh, alternatively, you can always donate to the members that are there, and your donations will go towards everything that we end up pulling together by the end of the year. Yeah. And that's all I've got for this week. So yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you again next week, and until then, happy gaming. See ya. This Week in Gaming is a Yeah Dude Gamers production. Pre-production planning and show outline by Sarah Green. On-air organization and mediation by Morgan. Post-production audio and mixing by me, Josh Needham. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. And check out our other podcasts, AV Underground, a show where Watson and myself discuss the struggles of getting started as a content creator. We often interview up-and-coming streamers, writers, photographers, and other content creators about their thoughts on getting started. Or Health and Mana, where Annabelle and I review multiplayer games and discuss how gaming ties into our relationship. This podcast has been brought to you by the support of our Patreon backers. To become a backer and show your support for the show, or to find out more about Yadude and what we do, check out yadudegamers.com. And hey, thanks. Oh no, I saw it all get highlighted. Oh no, it's all big now. <laughs> it's all big. Oh no.